Welcome to the first episode of Rad Dads. I am so humbled that you would take the time to tune in and listen to these special interviews of dads from all different types of backgrounds who are following the way of Jesus. I'll be going back and forth interviewing dads who have kids of varying ages, such as a new dad, dad of elementary kids, dad of college kids, to also interviewing dads with specific family makeups, like a dad of all girls, or a foster dad, or dad in a blended family. My hope is that these interviews would be a new tool on your tool belt to listen to during your week and to be encouraged that we are all going through this together as dads as we do our best to raise our kids in the Lord. This episode is brought to you by the Bible verse Proverbs 27, 17, which is also our theme Bible verse for this podcast. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Grab your coffee. Let's get started. All right, welcome everybody. I'm really excited to have our first guest here today for the first episode of Rad Dads. Uh, So the beginning of our podcast will always look like a little scouting report. Uh, And so doing my homework on our um, interviewee. And so uh, he would never say this up front, but I'm just going to let you know a little bit about him um, before we get into the interview. Um, So our guest is author of four books. Uh, Senior Editor and Director of Communications for the Gospel Coalition. He's written for The Wall Street Journal, The Washington Post, Huffington Post, CNN.com, Christianity Today, and many other publications. Um, Also a graduate of Wheaton College and UCLA, um, and is the uh, an elder at Southlands Church in Santa Ana. And uh, a little special addition to this, too, is I asked somebody that he knows... Uh, if he if they could describe him in four words, what would they say? And they said, "Wise, patient, steady, and brilliant." Oh, wow! Any guesses who that is? No, but I love them. Whoever that is, well, that's your wife. You do love them. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. So, she loves me. Uh, yeah, I Sweet. thought that would be a, a treat. Um, so, our guest today is one and only Brett McCracken. So, welcome, Brett. Thank you, Micah. Thank you, and. This bio is embarrassing with when you name name all those things, but really I know you from just church and small group, and we've known each other for a few years, so it's fun to be on your podcast. Yeah, guest, guest number one. I was thinking it's been seven years uh, since we've known each other, yeah. and um, it's a privilege to say that more than all of those things, I know you as my friend and yes. and literally uh, my neighbor down the street. Right, I and, walked here this morning. Yeah. And, uh, and, and then also Brett's, uh, Brett was one of our uh, mentors for our, uh, for my, my, our wedding or premarital uh, counseling and, uh, my first small group leader at Southlands church where, um, he continues to pastor at. So, uh, the interview will kind of be more so about, um, you Brett at home. Who is Brett McCracken? At home, so you can kind of give an intro mm. of that mm. to start us out. Who is Brett McCracken at home? Well, I'm husband to Kira. We've been married for ten years. This April, we're celebrating ten years. Congratulations! Which is crazy. And <clears throat> in those ten years, we've had three children: um, Chet, uh, who is four and a half; Ira, who is two and a half; and then Helen, our little baby girl, who is eight months old. So. Life at home is just full of parenting young children. Which wild. It's wild. 
and hectic and we have a small little house which makes it even more you know wild there's just no, no room for all the hubbub and all the toys and the boys share a room and so yeah life is full on that front and I work from home too so that adds a dimension you know that's complex at times mm-hmm. um, both Kira and I work from home so balancing that with having the kids around a lot has benefits and challenges of course but we can talk about that if you want yeah, yeah that's a summary of my home life Brett McCracken at home mm-hmm. um <clears throat> what would you say right now do you feel like you guys are as far as you know where you're at with your parenting and mm-hmm. uh, the the age of your kids do you guys feel like you're surviving just staying afloat or or yeah. thriving kind of on that pendulum where do you guys feel like you fit in there yeah you know it kind of goes um it goes in waves of sometimes it feels like survival and especially like when all three of them are sick, you know, like a few weeks ago, they all had RSV and it was, Mm -hmm. we were both really busy at work and Kira was in the midst of a job transition. And in moments like that, it does feel like survival, just kind of, you know, sinking and you're just desperately Mm -hmm. trying to like get above water and catch your breath before you have to go down again. But then there's other times where it's, it's sweet and the rhythms are working and everyone is flourishing it seems and it's still not easy it's not a cakewalk mm-hmm. but um so yeah i would say there's it ebbs and flows um i yeah. was yeah i was having coffee with a friend who's also a dad of young kids recently <clears throat> and, and we were we were saying that it you know even things like getting out to have coffee with friends doesn't happen nope <laughs> as much as it used to or as much as I would like it to now and that's where it does feel like it takes all of your energy as a as a dad of three kids under four to just kind of do that Mm -hmm. and to manage the the home front and the job and that's it that's like all I can do so yeah so less is more (laughs) yeah it, it feels like there's a forced simplicity to life it doesn't feel simple but simple simplicity in the sense of like a lot of extra things just by necessity can't happen. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> and so you just kind of focus on what you have to do, which is keep your kids alive and fed and, you know, diapers mm-hmm. changed and get your job done at work and put food on the table. And, you know, there's a simplicity to that that can feel like a loss when it means, um, you know, I can't go out with that friend or right. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. But it's also a beautiful simplicity because it's, you know, keeping your family afloat and yeah. <laughs> hopefully more than just afloat, but hopefully cool. thriving. So going back to the yeah. like essentials. <laughs> yeah, totally. And this is what, you know, families and humans have done, you know, for forever. Like this is, yeah, this nothing is, new. this is nothing new, you know, moms and dads have always had this kind of the purpose of, you know, your role as a father and a mother is providing and caring and protecting for your children and each other and keeping your family kind of, um, thriving and, and that's no small thing. You know, it's a wonderful calling. Definitely. Um, kind of a fun, more fun questions. Do you, um, if you had to describe this last year of being a dad Mm -hmm. in three words, what would come to mind? Oh man. Um, three words, huh? 
Frenetic. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but I'll let you explain later. Frenetic. <laughs> Google it. Um, um, joyful and exhausting. And exhausting, yeah. Yeah. I don't think you have to explain the exhausting part, but no. what does frenetic mean? <laughs> frenetic is just kind of like chaotic. It's another mm-hmm. word for chaotic. Yeah. Just like, but the pace, you, you often use frenetic, like I have a frenetic pace mm-hmm. where it just feels like a constant hustle and a constant like right. catching up. And that's, that's what this year has felt like. I think it's mm-hmm. just like, you know, you're always just like, well, with kids, it's like, okay, just when you're like, done cleaning up from breakfast it's like almost time to like get lunch going and then once things are cleaned up from like one like explosion of toys in the living room then (laughs) another kid wakes up from a nap and gets new toys out so it's just always this cycle of like this roller coaster you can't quite get off until the end of the day (laughs) and even then you're exhausted (laughs) yeah you know and Kira and I like looked at each other yesterday and just had this moment of like we are like, this is our life for the next five years, at least like this is, right. it's mm-hmm. exhausting and it's frenetic and, and yet it's joyful too. And mm-hmm. That's the paradox of parenting is it's not easy and it wears you down to the bone in ways, but it also gives you a new deeper level of joy. I think mm-hmm. also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like me and me and my wife Cosmo have mentioned that, you know, even when we we think about the day the the day and how it's gone, and there's been moments where we've been so frustrated and whatever's happened with our kids, we always go back to the moments like, but do you remember when they did this and mm-hmm. they laughed and mm-hmm. they, they did this funny thing, and that's what we always mm-hmm. end up talking about at the end of the day and just how much yeah. man, like it was worth it, yeah, like, and we loved it. And that's the thing you'll remember too. You won't remember the hustle, probably. Or maybe you'll block it, not. <laughs> you'll block it out. You'll remember those sweet moments and yeah, yeah. So definitely cool. Um, and then uh, something I want to kind of you know begin with with the first episode is a p- portion on our episode called the majors and the minors. And so the majors would be, you know, what are the things that you feel like are you've learned are kind of the bedrock of your parenting and, and fatherhood mm-hmm. of like, these are the most important things. Mm-hmm. Um, but also what were kind of the minor things that maybe going into parenting, you thought, Oh, this is going to be super important. I have to do this, but you found out, well, that actually wasn't as important such as, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to start my, mm-hmm. my two year old in, mm-hmm. uh, training for the MBA at right. two years old, right. <laughs> you're like, right. oh, well, maybe, yeah. maybe that's not as important. So the majors and the minors, what's most important? What things have you mm. learned that kind of have not been as uh, important? Mm. Mm. That's a good question. I mean, things that come to mind for the majors, one is just making clear my love for my kids mm. and even the word, you know, making sure I say that often, like, I love you. Like, not every family has that, mm-hmm. where that word is spoken and when that, where that reality is made clear. And so that's, since Chet was born with each kid, that has been a big priority for me. It's just like being very obvious and clear and direct in like communicating love. Mm-hmm. And then presence, you know, which goes with love. Being present is like a tangible outworking. Yeah. 
you can say the word all day long, like, I love you, you know, to your child, but if you're MIA yeah. <laughs> from their Those life, words don't mean the much. words don't mean <laughs> much. So presence is huge and being um, intentional about getting time with each child, you know, each yeah. day, you know, that's something that I try to do. Like, it's just have like a moment mm-hmm. where like, whether it's reading a book with each child or just like cuddling with them or yeah. playing with them. doesn't have to be super long. No, but... yeah, just something. Um, and then, and then in terms of other majors, the, the other one that comes to mind is just church and mm-hmm. the life of, um, knowing Jesus and learning about Jesus. So mm-hmm. that, that is a foundation for our family. And, um, so it means prioritizing church every Sunday and making that a rhythm that they just yeah. grow up knowing is kind of a non-negotiable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but then just in the household, like reading, um, Bible stories and, um, mm-hmm. singing every night before they go to bed we sing the doxology oh and cool chet and i are both know the words to it and wow. sing along and, <laughs> um praying and things like that so spiritual a uh, kind of spiritual center grounding right is is a, is a major i would say and you have a don't you have a chair in your house that they know that if daddy's in mm-hmm. his chair like he's getting time in the word right yeah, yeah i mean it's it's my like idealistic like, it doesn't happen every day. <laughs> like my ideal morning is I feed them breakfast to the point where they're satisfied, their needs are met, and then I sit in my reading chair and mm-hmm. like do my like daily Bible reading within like in the same room as the kids so sure. that they can see me and like and yeah, I mean what's what's funny and sweet but also kind of annoying is they one of them will always like climb up yep. on me. Mm-hmm. And like want to like get on my shoulders and it just makes yeah. like, it makes Bible reading, you know, less ideal, but, but they see you, but they see me do it yeah. and they know, you know, and I say like, daddy's reading his Bible, you know, mm-hmm. you can play with me in a little bit, but, um, mm. let's, you know, and even Helen now, like she, I'll put her in my lap and I'll like, will have my Bible open and yeah. the liability there is her little hands grab the the, sure. the Bible pages, pages and not, e- that, easily, not that one easily rip it out and <laughs> not my so, study Bible <laughs> but you know the uh, a Bible that's tattered and yeah. ripped because of children that's not a bad problem right to have yeah so um, yeah so those are the majors in terms of minors like you know you go into parenting with like in in the modern world things like screen time are big and I remember. Mm when Chet was born, like Kira and I had these very like, like it was a big thing in our mind. Like yeah. we're not going to let like right. yeah. Chet watch anything mm-hmm. until he's like five or right. whatever. Well, that kind of goes out the window or it, it kind of went out the window very yeah. soon when we realized like, you know, realistically like to have times where like you can just let your child watch, you know, Daniel yeah. Tiger or Bluey or a show that's mm-hmm. innocuous and mm-hmm. not not going to harm their warp their minds mm-hmm. like that's not a bad thing and it gives you a minute to breathe <laughs> it gives you a minute to breathe and parents need that and um so obviously screen time is still an issue and as they grow older it'll probably become more of a like major sure. maybe but that's one thing mm-hmm. um and then like i also remember like thinking like have idealistic thoughts about like rhythms that I wanted to do where like I took you know Chet like to like a coffee shop once a week for like daddy like you know daddy Mm -hmm. Chet coffee and like get a cookie or pastry and I had like 
ideas in my mind that that would be like a weekly occasion thing and that just didn't happen right and like so i think it's those idealistic mm-hmm. like wish list items that you quickly realize in parenting that it's just too frenetic it's too chaotic mm-hmm. to like keep up some of those above and beyond rhythms right and if it happens and if it happens great time. <laughs> but it's more of an off it's more of a like ad hoc kind of just yeah. like on occasion thing right and being spontaneous is is also good and like when you have an extra afternoon or something Mm -hmm. and you you want to like take your child to a coffee shop like i'll do that right yeah so yeah but it turns it even turns i feel like it turns into even the like raking with daddy outside Mm -hmm. i know your kids love to be outside and work with tools with you or inviting them into what the rhythms of life already are yeah that's been something that has been fun to see Mm -hmm. um and letting them help quote unquote even though it's not really helpful right yeah is a, <laughs> is a lesson i've learned because oh you know, i feel you there <laughs> yeah e- even though it's like it makes the process slower like mm-hmm. putting together a toy or something that's what i've been doing the last few days after yep. christmas is mm-hmm. like non-stop assembling toys and to have chet and ira want to like be there and help i mean it makes the process more complex like right because inevitably they'll like take a piece yeah like a screw and run off with mm-hmm. it and i'll be like missing a screw yeah which happened but i mean but then the upside is they're doing something with daddy that's teaching them totally, things and, yeah and just being with you and they're just with me and they love it and that i mean to go back to that major idea of presence i think that's just again and again that's the thing i come mm-hmm. back to is like just being present and you know you read any book about from a like therapist or psychologist point of view in terms of parenting Mm -hmm. and that that is just such a huge thing is like the difference in outcomes for kids who have an absentee parent Mm -hmm. versus two present parents it's just you know you can't argue with the data on Hmm. children thrive better when they have present parents and yeah so that's hard that's harder i feel like that's one of the the biggest challenges though as a as a parent you already have your list of things you need to do Mm -hmm. including the things for them and with them right but there's also how you want to do it yeah and so you have to like almost throw it out the window and just realize okay what is the what's the purpose what's the goal here Mm -hmm. is just like you said just being with my kids and there's obviously the limits to how much time you can give to them because Mm -hmm. You know, especially when you work from home and you have a job and you have to be on your computer doing your job, that makes it really difficult because if Chet or Ira are like in the same room as me and Mm -hmm. I'm on my computer, they're going to be like, daddy, can you like stop working and come play with me? And I maybe like part of me would want to, but I just can't because (laughs) this is daddy's job. I have to work. Mm -hmm. And so you have to draw lines with like there's only so reality the reality of life and (laughs) earning a paycheck means you can't give a hundred percent of your time Mm -hmm. to being present with your kids but but i think the blessings outweigh the costs of like working from home yeah you know even though there's it's harder sometimes to like tell your kid 10 feet away like i can't play with you but Mm -hmm. like but they know you're there (laughs) even that they don't understand like it's like why can't you just put down your computer and play with me yeah but um but the, the benefit of that is like when I do finish a task and I'm like, I have a break in between mm-hmm. my tasks at work. I can just like do a little short 
play activity mm. with them. Yeah. And that's something dads, you know, a generation ago couldn't do because right. they would go off to their office with their briefcase and mm-hmm. not see their kids right, until yeah. dinner time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of modern dads who have remote work, they can, they have more flexibility to mm-hmm. kind of break up their day with little touch points, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. with their kids, little moments, like, you know, whether it's picking them up from preschool or taking them out to lunch or going on a walk, getting some exercise together. That's, that's all stuff that I get to do because right. of the way that my work is structured. So Brett, how do you um, prioritize being a dad while also managing um, all the other hats you wear on a weekly basis of writing your books and with the Gospel Coalition, being mm-hmm. an elder at mm-hmm. Southlands? You, you got a couple hats. So how do you kind of prioritize that with mm-hmm. being a dad mm-hmm. on a weekly basis? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's super hard. And um you know, to be honest, I think one of the realizations I've come to is that I can't do it all. You know, mm-hmm. I can't do all four of those hats with uh, excellence and giving it my all. And so I just have to, you just have to come to peace with that and give grace to yourself mm-hmm. that like for this season, I'm probably not going to be writing another book. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe if something changes in terms of the pace of life with mm-hmm. the kids lets up or I don't know, maybe I can do that again in the future, but just right now it's yeah. probably not going to happen. So I've come kind of to peace with that. And, um, you just have to think about, okay, what, what's a non-negotiable of all those hats? Like I know being a parent is not something I can, I can't do that poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just, not these an option. Not an option. These are three souls who have no one else in the world who is like as invested in shaping their souls than I am mm. as their father. So I can't um, deprioritize that. And then my job is the other one. Like I can't really like just right. slack on that because mm-hmm. I want to like do all these other things. So because of those two are kind of the rocks in the planter, so to speak, mm-hmm. you know, the other ones, like being an elder, I would say, uh, in this season of life has been a challenge because I only have so much extra time to give to it. Right. Um, and so it's, it's really just like <laughs> the bare minimum of uh, what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, we, I've been honest and, you right. know, with John, they knew that coming in. Yeah. <laughs> we, we kind of, we're all kind of transparent about that as an elder team, like the McCracken, you know, <laughs> Brett and Garrett is, are in a season of life where it's just not right conducive to like, hosting a lot of like church functions at our house or going out to coffee with, you know, members Mm -hmm. of the church often. So, yeah, I think the way I handle all the hats is just recognizing that in certain seasons, some of them are going to be a little bit lower in the priority. Mm -hmm. Not that they aren't still prioritized to some degree, but um, yeah. So that's, that's what I would say. Yeah. Knowing what's, Mm -hmm. what's higher up. Yeah, on the on the pyramid. <laughs> no, you can't do it all at a hundred percent. Right. So it's okay that like some of them you do, you know, at eighty percent right, or right. different percentages mm-hmm. of well, what you ideally you have the ideal of what you want each of those roles to look like, and then you have the reality of what you can actually swing in in your life. Really? So yeah, yeah. Um, we are coming up on the new year, um, whether you knew it or not, <laughs> a couple days, a couple mm-hmm. a week or so. 
Um, <clears throat> so what things do you feel like you and your wife, um, as you reflect back on the year, you feel like you've done really well mm-hmm. in parenting? Mm-hmm. Um, and then looking into the new year, what, what areas do you feel like, man, we kind of want to change this or, or do this a little bit differently? Mm-hmm. Um, so again, things that you mm-hmm. feel like you've done well and the other things that you might want to change. Hmm. Good question. Um, I'll start with what I'd like to change would be, and we touched on this earlier about like the screen time, you know, with three kids, like I think we, we both Kira and I would say like we rely on turning on a show Mm -hmm. a bit too, that's your first kind of... It's kind of our first, like, when, when there's chaos in the house yeah. and the boys are, like, running around mm-hmm. and we're, we're like, at our wits' end. Yeah. Or we're trying to work or just we're trying to do the dishes <clears throat> or do whatever. Like, it's kind of like, okay, turn on a show. Hmm. That'll, like, occupy them right. for... That'll buy us 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. So as as much as, like, I don't want to, like, overestimate how realistic change mm-hmm. is right now in that area, I do think we could probably be more creative about like what we encourage them to do in those moments. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, instead of just always turning on a show, like right. maybe just like getting out some crayons and having them do that sure. to occupy themselves or like sending them to one of the rooms with a toy to play with. Mm-hmm. So we have like <laughs> Kira created this like a uh, list of activities that we have on our fridge. That's a, kind oh, of like a go. reminder of like, here are all the different like options, options of activities, <laughs> like in, in case we forget what, what all there is to do. Mm-hmm. And it's long. There's like 20 items. Oh, on okay. There. So just being more, I think taking advantage of that, taking advantage <laughs> of that and not just kind of always relying on the TV. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of what we've done well in 2022, um, one of the things that we prioritize in our parenting is like creating like memorable experiences through like trips and like travel and vacation. And I think this year was a really fun year in that respect. We started the year in the Florida Keys, rang in the new year down in Florida with all, you know, at that point it was just two kids. Helen was in, (laughs) in the womb still. So that was memorable. Um, in the summer, we went, went to Canada for almost three weeks with mm-hmm. all three kids. And it was wild and chaotic, but super fun and super memorable. Yeah. And um, it's not relaxing, I assume. It's not relaxing, but it's restorative. Okay. If you can understand that yeah. difference, like it restores the soul, but it's makes you exhausted like I slept so hard every night of that trip oh good because I was so tired I was like physically exhausted from like schlepping this car seat and this thing and that Mm -hmm. but it was it was a a good sort of tired and then we did like a trip to Tulsa for my 40th birthday and I got to take the kids to see where daddy grew up and the the house that I was the baby in in Tulsa and that was super memorable that's cool so I think that has been a really fun aspect of our parenting that you know we we joke about like we should start like a podcast or an instagram account that's like the traveling right yeah. and like give <laughs> tips because a lot of parents ask us like you went to canada like internationally with three kids under yeah. four it's a huge like, undertaking that's seems are like you, it. <laughs> are you crazy and 
and we're like, no, like it actually was totally worth it. And mm-hmm. we have ideas and tips for how you can do it too. Right. So for another podcast episode <laughs> yeah. one day, we can talk about that. The traveling dad. Yeah. Yes. All right. I was looking at our, our, um, our Christmas cards on the wall and I don't remember which one or where you were, but it was like you and Chet uh-huh. and Kira. Uh-huh somewhere like in Yosemite or something mm-hmm. did when you were when mm-hmm. you were there at least when you just had chat mm-hmm. I assume you weren't camping like you were staying at yeah a, no yeah we okay. have yet to camp with our kids so it's hit number one you're not, <laughs> yeah. you're not camping with the little ones yet <laughs> no I mean the ambitious camper family yeah they right. might do that but we're not that we're far too you wanted a good night of sleep <laughs> yeah maybe we'll glamping one day yeah yeah cool <clears throat> um and then the last question and kind of just giving some, some tools, some ideas and perspectives for, for other dads coming into the new year. Um, what would you say? Um, and I'm sure this will kind of go back on some of the things we've talked about are maybe three values or disciplines, uh, that you feel like are most important for Christian dads, uh, to begin practicing in their new homes as we mm-hmm. begin this new home the, mm-hmm. this new year mm-hmm. just for some ideas to start with mm-hmm. um that they, mm-hmm. we can think about and uh mm-hmm. disciplines values mm-hmm. um yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean i think um it's kind of like an obvious one that um it's sort of like the eat your broccoli advice that we all know but just making God's word central in the home, whatever that, mm-hmm. whatever shape that takes, like yeah. whether it's like if your kids are older, like doing like a family devotional mm-hmm. over dinner, our kids are too young for that currently, but one day I want to yeah. do that. Um, or it's just like reading Bible stories out of the kids little, you know, storybook mm-hmm. Bibles yep. or like I mentioned earlier, just you as the adult, like being seen reading your Bible mm. on a regular basis and, um, you know, we play music a lot in the car. That's like straight Bible, you know, mm-hmm. worship music. Um, the, the every song project from the band poor Bishop Hooper huh. has been a really, it's kind of been a staple in our musical. Diet. Every Psalm. It's called every Psalm, And it's this band from Kansas city, poor Bishop Hooper. It's a husband and wife who recorded a song for every Psalm. Wow. So all okay. 150 Psalms in the Bible, awesome. you can find it on Spotify. And it's just, I just put that on in the household or Mm -hmm. the car and it's like, oh, there you go. The the Bible is being sung over your household. Right. Yeah. So just the osmosis of what the kids pick up. Yeah. Just even subconsciously. Just subconsciously. (laughs) Yeah. They know that God and the the worship of God, the singing of praise is something that is going to be heard in our house. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's a big habit. Um, and then with that, it's just like the local church and making that like a real non-negotiable rhythm in your family's life. Mm. Um, it's so easy in Southern California, I think to make church like an optional thing, like, Mm. well, if there's nothing else happening for us this weekend, then, then maybe we'll go to our local church, but that's just going to cultivate in your kids a, a sense of like church is just kind of an add on to my life, you know, as it's convenient. Mm -hmm. So I think the, the value of church, even when it's inconvenient for your family is a really good Mm -hmm. thing to prioritize. Like, and with three kids under four, like Sunday mornings are, are hectic. 
they are crazy. Like right. getting everyone out the door and dressed is mm-hmm. not easy. And there's going to be tears and there's going to be, you know, stress. But, Already bringing memories back in yeah. my, my childhood. <laughs> yes. But just, you know, it just communicates a lot to the kids that this right. is like an important thing. And this is mm-hmm. our church family. And our church family on Sundays isn't more important than our own little family in terms mm-hmm. of it would be easier to just kind of stay at home and have like French toast and go on a right. walk and like do our own thing. But god's people you know need us there right and we need them totally it's both <laughs> it's both so that's that's another one i think our yeah. one, our pastor mentioned recently and i thought that was such a cool perspective change like on sundays like speaking to your family hey we're gonna go mm-hmm. be with the church yeah, yeah. rather than love that. go to the church yeah. and i never heard that before yeah. but it changes it to a, a location to a people yeah and this and relationships yeah that you're going to be with. Yeah. And also just, you know, it's not something that we're just going to get something from. Mm -hmm. We're going to contribute. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I love bringing Chet or Ira. Usually I bring one of the kids with me early to like pre-service prayer Mm -hmm. and like set up and just to get them in that mode of like helping. Yeah. Helping quote unquote. And then I love it when Chet like helps bring the chairs, you know, to yeah. the chair stacking mm-hmm. people and and so, it's yeah. fun to see other people and other men specifically mm-hmm. kind of like have their arm around him and mm-hmm. like um mm-hmm. you know incorporating him into that is yeah. really cool it's, to see like other guys fun. who you know love jesus yeah bringing him along mm-hmm. yeah and then the only the third thing that comes to mind in terms of like a rhythm or like a priority a value for the new year would just be um just prioritizing like rest as a family, Mm. um, Sabbath, like it's the hustle of life in general to say nothing of parenting, just life in general is a hustle. Mm. And we, in a, in a culture like ours where we're so productivity oriented, it's just easy to not prioritize Mm -hmm. Sabbath and rest. And then when you have kids, it just makes it even harder because there's always something you could be doing, cleaning up this, doing laundry, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think for the health of your family, like having a day where everyone is just in a kind of restful mode mm-hmm. and it's like play, like what can right. we do? What can we do that's fun together? You know, Saturdays mm-hmm. is our day for that. And, you know, it's like Saturday mornings are so special, you know, for mm-hmm. us because it's like, what do we want to do as a family? Do we want to go to the back bay and go on a walk? Do we want to go get a donut? Mm -hmm. Like you want to just play outside, go on a scooter ride in the neighborhood. And, um, so I just think that that's like such an important value for a family is just Sabbathing together. Right. Yeah. And, And communicating to your kids that life is not just all about checking things off a list. Right. It's about yeah. resting and enjoying and enjoying what? each other. Rest? Yeah, I know. <laughs> so you guys are pretty protective, though, of that day, typically, you have to be, right? You have to be, yeah. That's, it's, um, you know, in order to have a meaningful Sabbath, you have to, like, sacrifice good things. Hmm. Like, you have to be willing to say no to, like, a social engagement mm-hmm. invitation or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Even, like, 
church things like uh, I, I like asked permission to be released from like Saturday church things mm. a few years ago because it's my only possible yeah, day right. in the week to do nothing and to have no commitments because I work Monday through Friday and then Sunday is kind of a work day as an elder. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you have to be protective of it. And um, like everything in life, like if it's good and it's valuable, you have to f- kind of protect it and you kind of fight for it. You have to fight <laughs> for it. And you have to kind of have a perimeter, like a moat in a castle Yeah, that you like literally you're on kind of the defensive mm-hmm. keeping things from encroaching upon it. Right. And Sabbath is one of God's greatest gifts to us. And it's such a good thing, mm-hmm. but like we're, we far too easily let things um, infiltrate and kind mm-hmm. of, you know, break through the, the walls and, mm-hmm. and to the point where it's just kind of, you know, marginally restful. Right. Yeah. And I feel like you really have to be thoughtful, like continually thoughtful of like protecting it. Cause I know for myself, mm-hmm. like we mm-hmm. do, we try and do family Fridays mm-hmm. But there's often times where we just kind of let it go. Um, And that time, and and so many memories came from, come from family Fridays, but it's, it's a, it's a time that can easily be, oh, but this is going on Friday. So we're going to have to change it. And sometimes you have to change it, but as much as you can protecting Mm -hmm. that, it really almost rejuvenate, rejuvenates the life of your family. (laughs) For sure. And you have to be vigilant and making sure that like, you don't use that time to like do to do's. Yeah. Like, cause yeah. And that's so easy as parents. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, well it's Sabbath, but I'm going to still do this laundry mm-hmm. and I'm still going to like, even like cooking meals. Like I think part of Sabbath is like, go out to eat, like release yeah, yourself right. from having sure. to like, and, but for some people like Sabbath, like making a meal is like a form of rest. Right. So, yeah. but like, um, I know in my family growing up, my parents had like a uh, go out to eat every Friday night rhythm. Mm. And that was so fun because it was just like a family rhythm of like ushering in the weekend with this like enjoyable moment of like dining out. So yeah. Dining out right now for our family isn't super restful. So yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Maybe we'll teach their own. Maybe we'll institute that rhythm when the kids are older, but So you said rest being a part of your consistently part Mm -hmm. of your, uh, and relationally part of your local church. Mm -hmm. And then the first one you said was the word of God being present and central in the home. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Awesome. Right. Well, I would love for, you know, a, a rhythm we'll have for our, this podcast is having our guests pray for um, the specific fathers of the episode. And this one is our first episode. So, Brett, I would love for you mm-hmm. to just be able to pray for mm-hmm. all of our fathers going into this new year and the challenges and mm-hmm. the the plans already that are on the, the calendar as we go forward. And so if you wouldn't mind just yeah. lifting them up um, yeah, as sure. we begin the new year. Let's do it. Father, thank you for being um, a good father to us and modeling um, what we are called to as dads, um, just sacrificing for our children, loving them, um, protecting them. And I just pray for the dads as they begin a new year and there's a sense of newness and um, just second chances to kind of do things differently and to improve um, in some way. I just, First of all, I just pray grace over them, recognizing that they're not going to be perfect this year. And there's going to be a lot of um, moments of messing up and dropping the ball. But 
Um, you are a gracious father and um, we need to have grace for ourselves and each other. But I also just pray that we would be diligent um, as dads to, to really prioritize rhythms in our fatherhood that are conducive to, um, yeah, just the, the growth and the health and the flourishing of our families, our wives, our kids, ourselves. And um, I just pray that you would equip these dads who are listening to, to rely on you and to seek you first and to build, um, yeah, to build rhythms that ultimately are surrounding you and your, your word and your truth and that you um, provide the foundation that um, a solid um, home can be built and that uh, rhythms of, of life and flourishing can, can, can flow out of just the presence of you in, in the home and in their lives. So pray for these dads. Thank you for this podcast. And I just pray that you would bless each of us in 2023 and beyond. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks again for tuning in, everyone. My goal is to put out one to two episodes a month. So don't forget to follow Rad Dads on Spotify and hit that notification bell so you don't miss an episode. If you enjoyed the interview, share it with a dad that you know that could use some encouragement and sharpening in their discipleship to Jesus. This is Mike Sherman, and I will see you next time on Rad Dads.